everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, I sit down with host of Backyard Envy on Bravo, James DeSantis. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. Welcome, everyone, to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko. I hope everyone's having a grand old morning. Guys, yesterday was my grandmother, Dottie Miko's 90th birthday, which is insane because that's such a long time. And she's seen this nation change. She's seen so much history. It's really crazy to think about. I mean, she was born in 1929 before World War II. She was a child during World War II. Then grew up, had children, and then had grandchildren, which I am one of them. I think she has like 10? I think there's 10 of us on that side? 10 or 12? I don't know. I'll count it up later. Either way, it's an amazing feat. So thank you guys for everyone who wished her a happy birthday yesterday. Guys, we have a great episode for you today. I'm sitting down with the host of Backyard Envy on Bravo, James DeSantis. He was such an amazing guy. Um, it was really crazy because people started telling me about him. They were like, hey, Zach, there's this amazing Braun guy on the new Bravo show. You have to check him out. And so I looked him up immediately and was like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. I go to my Instagram DMs because I'm like, I'm going to send this guy a message and tell him how great he is and that I want him on my show. And there sitting in my inbox was a message from James DeSantis of someone saying, hey, you should talk to Zach. Um, it was very serendipitous, so we're obviously going to be best friends for the rest of our lives now. Um, if you haven't seen Backyard Envy on Bravo, please go check it out, guys. Um, uh, first season just completed, so it's all available streaming on Hulu. That's how I watched it. Um, it's such a fun, lovely, lighthearted show. It features the Manscapers, which is James DeSantis, his partner Garrett, and Mel. They are three amazing designers who renovate people's backyards and turn them into their own personal beautiful oasises oasis i oasises i don't know but in the meantime they're hilarious and so much fun to watch so james and i sit down and we talk about all things backyard envy but we also talk about growing up as a big guy and why and how to handle kind of his newfound uh notoriety and fame and it's just such a honest, genuine conversation. We're going to do it again because we got so deep and so happy that we're going to need a follow-up episode. So there'll be one of those coming up in the next couple months. But right now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my interview with James DeSantis. Ladies 
ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with host of Backyard Envy on Bravo TV uh, and one third of the Manscapers New York. Is it just Manscapers or Manscapers New York? Man- Manscapers New York. I mean, they call us the Manscapers, but for legal reasons, Manscapers New York. So Manscapers <laughs> New York. James DeSantis, everybody. Hi. Zach. How you doing? I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, too. This- we were just talking. It was so funny because we were like... We were just talking off mic, everybody, about how we like mutually sought each other out when we found out about each other. <laughs> it's like how life works, I feel. Like you just find like minded people always. Yeah. I just had a friend come up to me. They're like, Have you seen the new show Backyard Envy yet? And I was like, No, not yet. It was like where there's a beautiful big brawn man that I need you to talk to. And I was oh, like, <laughs> Beautiful, big, brawn man. I love that. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I go to my, D- I like go to make a message on Instagram and I already had one from That's you. That's so crazy. It was nuts. That is was... so weird. And the same thing happened to me. They're like, you need to talk to, is it Miko or Miko? Miko. Miko. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what I thought. They're like, you need to find Zach Miko or somebody sent me you and they're like, talk to him. And I was like, all right, I've got a blue check mark. He'll see my message now. <laughs> Isn't like, it so out. funny that that's how that works? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's you're, like, you're like, it'll show. They'll notice. It, I mean, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> my blue check mark showed up one day, like, wait, you didn't even No, like, I didn't. Cause I got it pre this is you by the way the apply. most obnoxious conversation you could know, ever exactly. have <laughs> but it's um, important but but keep going but Sorry. that's what most people ask like how'd you get the blue check mark i was like i don't know uh, it new, was like it just showed up one day one for me. of the new housewives actually the other day we we're doing a project together she was like how'd you get your blue check mark i don't have it yet and i'm like oh, you gotta do this this and this yeah because now there's like a whole application process but when i got it it there it just there wasn't one that's yet amazing. they just like i don't know why because it's funny because i have so many other models who have I'm friends with that have way more followers than I do and and they don't have a blue check mark. They've gotten really, it has has to do with like press and stuff like that. Our manager got it for us. Like he was like, this is I'm sure like my agency had something to do with it, but no one told me anything. (laughs) So all of a sudden one day I was like, what is this? Instagram looks different. I I was like, oh, I'm a real person today. (laughs) This is cool. Isn't that how it feels? It's so weird. It, to me, it was the, it, okay, I, I love this because we are going to be very obnoxious <laughs> Yeah, about it's it. very, I mean, you're talking it to-, to me. <laughs> it totally is because it's one of those things where I'm like, I had the thought in my head where like, am I a celebrity now? Is that what yes. this means? Yes, you is are. that literally, is that check just like, and now you're a celebrity. Go yeah. have fun. Here's your Porsche. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, That's how it works. I know. I wish it was. Actually, I don't, I can't fit in a Porsche. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Same. Oh my god. How tall are you? You're very six tall. Six foot six. That's very tall. It is, I think. I mean, That's I don't people. notice. So like yeah. all I notice is that I can breathe on the subway. Like even when it's really packed, my head is above everybody else's. That's amazing. So it's not as freaky. I just rode the subway. It's been so long. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not fun at all. Ever since Queens added a ferry, I like do oh, the everything amazing. I can to avoid But it subways. doesn't come over here i know you need to like what are you city bike from the ferry that's i do in the summer yeah i have a city bike thing because i just do i just i feel like when you hit a certain like amount of time in new york you just your idea of success is limiting the amount of time you're on the subway as much as possible a thousand percent like all of a sudden i'm like i've made it because (laughs) you got your blue check mark i got my blue check mark i no longer get a monthly unlimited metro card i just swipe when i have to yeah 
It's a, it's a good thing. Baller. Exactly. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Where mm-hmm. are you from, James? I grew up upstate New York, um, like four hours away from here. Whereabouts? Near Syracuse. It's so what? Nothing. I'm just, I'm now reliving watching the show because you're like, did, did you we did talk an, about it? You did an episode in the Hudson Valley and yeah, you're just exactly. like, oh, it's so funny to be up here. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that guy, oh, that was our season finale. Yeah. Um, that he's a good friend of ours and he has this amazing farm. We actually grew up in the same hometown, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. And we met like later in life cause he's gay and he used to live here and then he bought this farm and anyway, so it's just the same. The, I feel like world. the whole New York dream is getting an upstate farm one day. Oh, totally. And he, he has done it right. Like yeah. he's got a giant G wagon that he like runs around the farm and oh, like it is chic. I love that. And he has like the, the animals are even like, curated they're just so beautiful You're like what these aren't normal farm animals yeah, like these they aren't can't. just gross little things <laughs> they're, uh, and he calls it a gentleman's farm which <sighs> is like a farm i didn't know what that was but it's a thing and it's a farm that is not made for profit like the animals aren't made for like to make money they're just pets <laughs> essentially no well he ha- he has like a bar and a wedding venue so that's how he makes money but gotcha. like the farm itself and it's like a lodge and an airbnb and i feel like yeah. that must be way better than having to run a full farm like a working farm but he still has to run the working farm no he I shovels the- shit every day and i'm like <laughs> so your animals don't make you any money they're like there for decoration <laughs> But anyway, he's going to kill me if he hears this. Well, was, hey, no, he's going to be like, yeah, that's farm life. That's exactly. what you got to do. Exactly. Oh, um, awesome. So I grew up up there. I mean, not on a farm. I grew up in like a normal town. Yeah. Um, and then I went to FIT for interior design. So I moved here like 11 years ago. Awesome. Um, and I've just been working in design ever since. I kind of did interior design for a long time. And then I was working at Ralph Lauren doing store design. So I had this really like cool career traveling the world yeah, and, and, and it was fun, but it was like so corporate I America. Feel like everyone I know, not just in the fashion or but like fashion and design, every single person I know has some sort of Ralph Lauren connection. Well, they call it like, um, grad school or training. It's like, camp. it's like where everyone starts, like does something. Yeah, Ralph at. Lauren university. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly there was actually, there was this whole New York times article about it and it was like John Varvatos and yeah. like, I mean, there's a million people, so it's cool. And you know, they really do train you in this amazing way to like, you know, have an eye and decorate and design this sort of old world tradition that's dying off. So yeah. I really appreciated my time there, but it needed to end. And I've had many <laughs> a job where I knew that exact moment. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You kind of get there and you're like, I, I don't want to be here for life. I don't want to yeah. stay here. So that's when we started Manscapers was at that time. And how did you decide to go into outdoor space? I mean, cause if you're, I mean, I don't, I don't actually know how closely related, uh, how, like, it's not, as they call it, outerior design or exterior. Exterior. I, that, yeah. see, that was out, the fucking word. God it. damn it. I was so, like, in my head, I'm like, you know, that. that's why I was stumbling. I was like, yeah, what out is the word? Exterior. I love that. Exterior. Jesus. Um, they're in the way that we design, Manscapers designs, is very related because very our, much, yeah. our philosophy is that your interior should reflect on your exterior. So they kind of are married together and they, they should be sort of seamless. So, yeah. When we started Manscapers, me and Mel, who's one of the partners, you saw the show, um, she 
and I had this amazing backyard and Garrett's birthday was always like the, the, the sort of middle beginning of something like in May. And we would get the backyard ready every year for a big like gay blowout for him. Which was also one of your guys' episodes. <laughs> exactly. Is he at a birthday party? And, and so we planned that because yeah. it was like, well, we have Garrett's party every year and we want to show like our story and how we really did start. And it really is the truth. And, you know, we have a lot of friends in fashion. I'm sure we know so many of the same oh, people. Oh, on my way here, I was just doing uh, fittings for one of my clients and I was talking to one of the other models. Um, and he was just, I, you know, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I have a podcast interview. I'm talking to one of the hosts of Backyard. I mean, he goes, oh, are you, are you going to meet Garrett? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to meet James. But he's like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, apparently he knows Garrett. And I was like, this world of course. is too small. Who was, who was it? Joey Grant. Oh, Joey Grant Luther. That, oh, yes, yes. Yes. I know. Yes. I That's know who that so is. That's so funny. I don't like know him, but I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Shout out. Uh, shout out. <laughs> that, yeah. And so we would kind of throw these parties and people like that would come in fashion and editors yeah. and artists and everyone would be like, you guys should do this for a living. Like the way this yard looks, cause me and Mel, our, our background has been in, we went to school together at FIT. So that's our background. And, um, we would just make the place look amazing. And then we're like, yeah. maybe we can do this. Like maybe we can try this. And, um, at the same time that that happened, our friend had a yard in Greenpoint and she was like, I cannot get a landscaping design company to come and look at my backyard for under $15,000. Like they won't even yeah. look. So I was like, maybe there's a hole in the market here. Like yeah. maybe we should start there. Now we don't take meetings under $30,000, but, <laughs> but before, but before I remember when we started. Yeah. Cause I, 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 you know, watching the show, I quickly realized how uh, expensive having this done. Well, for one, you guys, and are those getting... are like lowered prices for America. No, exactly. Like they remember... like all those projects cost more than that, by the way, I have to clarify this. Oh no, I know. That um, but you know, it's to make it relatable. I <laughs> know, <laughs> but even, even like, being relatable because I remember so um, I'm actually going to show you pictures later on we have a we have a very small backyard mm -hmm. um, oh cool it's a rental though if it was buying I would have called you guys Who, immediately do you, love, you have a roommate girlfriend boyfriend my wife, wife. I'm married oh I'm my married god you're married. you don't have a lot of personal stuff on your Instagram so funny like, I can't I couldn't I do. tell what you, you do I used, what? well I used to I okay used well I didn't to. go that far back. no 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 because that's what that one's, it's really and me and my wife had a weird conversation about it that's really interesting because like every single time i post a picture of my wife a thousand followers drop off immediately oh, that's when garrett posts a picture of mel yeah he loses like a thousand followers because you have Isn't a big it? gay following probably. i do i do but so like they get oh, so it's like God. it's like kind of like you know there's some disappointed members of my gay following but there's also disappointed members of my female following immediately i did a guest spot on america's next top model last season and the first thing i do is i walk up and the first thing is tyra banks is like you need to take that wedding ring off and i was like what? she goes oh my God. she goes no 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 you're married be public about it it's fine and she goes but you got to let the people dream and i was like <laughs> it's true i mean you know i mean it's, it's kind it's, of so because of that it's your like your poor wife <laughs> She gets it though, and it's almost just like, like someone's got to pay the bills, okay? It, she totally gets it, and we kind of have it like built into the situation where mm -hmm. it's like, all right, hon, uh, anniversary, birthday, Valentine's Day, we're just taking the hit. It's fine. I'm posting you those days. We'll take the hit, but other than that, so you get like 
you lose 4,000 followers a year. I know. For, that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's the com- maximum. That's that commitment. Can, that is commitment. <laughs> that's how you know you're in love. God, that's so funny. Just, no, I, because I really was like going through Instagram. I was like, is he gay? I don't think he's gay. I was like, I just don't think it. I got I like even to keep it. photos I can have the gay. I like to keep it as, as, uh, in, like ambiguous as pot, like not ambiguous. That's the well, wrong word. You're doing a good job. Good. I'm just keeping it. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't even really know. I'm married, but who knows? So, you know. How long have you been married for? For. We've been married for four and a half years. Oh wow! So yeah, we've been married for That's a minute. A long time. We were married before I started modeling. When That's she married amazing. me, she I was a uh, <laughs> I was singing uh, songs to a giant dinosaur puppet in a theme park. What the fuck? I know. I know. And Where I, in New Jersey? It was called Field Station Dinosaurs. Oh, fun. it's now. I think it's still there, but it moved. It was in. <coughs> Secaucus, New Jersey, and then it moved oh, close. somewhere else. Yeah, for me, it was right over the river. Well, two rivers. Wait, you were a singing puppet dinosaur, or you were singing I to I was singing to a, a puppet dinosaur. What does that even mean? We had a show at the theme park oh, where right. like, there okay. was a giant dinosaur puppet, mm-hmm. which was like 15 feet long. It was the like biggest, craziest thing. We had a show where I would like sing to it and soothe it and teach kids about it. And the funny part is... The, you died in a meteor crash. I know. <laughs> And the dinosaur, um, the the puppeteer in the dinosaur, we had a bunch of different puppeteers, but the main one we worked with was the guy who was Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, wow. So it was a really cool. So he uh, was the same size as you. Yeah, no, he's a huge dude. (laughs) This puppet was also massive. It weighed like 90 pounds. Wait, he was the dinosaur? He was the dinosaur. He's inside it. And he's inside this giant thing. He like controls it like an x-wing it, like it's so weird and That's you go crazy. in and he can't see anything there's just like a tiny video monitor right in front of his face to like most of my job in the show was making sure he didn't fall down because like he can't see anywhere oh, where he's that's going. That's so crazy. He yeah. was the dinosaur. He was until the dinosaur. He suffocated to death. And I sang to him and all he would do was roar <clears throat> and do tricks and stuff. That's so fun. Yeah. And that's when she fell head over heels for you. Yeah. So I was like, I was making, I was making, so making like two hundred dollars a week. Oh my just being god! Like, but you loved it. I was like, I love this. I have no money. <laughs> and then, lucky her. I mean, lucky both of us. All of a sudden, I started right? modeling out of nowhere. How did that start? I'm I'm very curious. I was I was acting, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mostly I did a lot of success in children's theater, hence singing to a dinosaur. Um, but you know, I wanted to do TV and I wanted to do commercial and stuff. So my agent one day sent me in for a print job, which I didn't think anything of Mm -hmm. because I'd done print for like Geico and ESPN and bud and you know, all like the shitty white sports guy cheering things. Um, for like ad, for brands, yeah, for not brands, for, but not, not for clothes, clothing, which yeah. is which which print clothing is entirely different totally. than print for brands, different agencies and everything too, oh, entirely separate world. But somehow they were like looking for a bigger guy, and my agent like all of a sudden she texts me, she goes, "What's your waist size?" And I'm like, "That's not normally a question <laughs> people ask for this, but yeah. okay." And she goes, "Oh, good, they need a bigger guy." So I showed up to the casting, didn't think anything of it. Um, it turned out to be for Target. I still didn't think anything of it. And then an hour afterwards, after the casting, they called me and booked me. That's I went and amazing. did this. Sh- I went and did the shoot. Still didn't think anything of it. To me, I'm just like, ah, good. Rent's paid this month. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> this is way more than the dinosaur pays. <laughs> this is good. But I didn't think anything of it. And then it got picked up by. Um, there, uh, I talked to this uh, blog called Chubster. 
which is actually, you would love it. It's a big and tall, like, you know, a big men's fashion and lifestyle blog, essentially. Oh, cool. And um, he posted an article because he saw me on Target's website. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I think Target, like, snuck a plus-size guy into their lineup. And then I saw it, and I wrote to him. I'm like, hey, that's me <laughs> if you want to talk. And then I did an interview with him. And then it got picked up by like Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and all the crazy stuff. And wow. the next thing I knew, I was good. I was on Good Morning America. So I need to call Chubster. Is what you're saying? You should actually. <laughs> you would love Bruce. Bruce is the uh, Bruce Sturgill. Of course, Sturgill his name runs, is Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce. Sturgill, he runs Chubster, and he and <clears throat> you guys would love each other. Hi, Bruce. Exactly. Um, that you know, you probably know my friend Jason Rogers. Do you know him? He's a photographer. Yes, I absolutely. Yeah. I shoot with Jason I Rogers. I was gonna say all he, the time. He asked me like years. <laughs> Ago. He's like, we need plus size men that are that handsome so for Target. This was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It never ended up happening. I maybe I didn't even answer him. I think Sorry, I took Jason. your job. Yeah, <laughs> I used really to. I, I met him. I could at have Target. been you. I would have had a blue check mark <laughs> and a podcast in Hell's Kitchen. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that Kidding. is so f- no literally i met i, I met, figured I met that jason as, as you were target. saying target it like clicked in my head i was yeah. like it's, we, we ha- that's how him and i met was was yeah. working at target I and now we boyfriend shoot. at the gym every day he's a, he's another reason i want to move upstate and have my upstate they farm life because they go have to their house thing. i haven't yeah we'll have to send him this since we're talking about him exactly <laughs> That is so funny. It is this, funny. That's what I'm saying. I knew. I'm it's like, this world, world is too tiny. It, it is. Especially in New York. I yeah. mean, it shrinks every day. And everyone, that's the thing. They're like, oh, how do you, there's like 20 million people there. I'm like, kind of, but I only interact with the same six. Yeah, exactly. And they like the same kind of people I like. So we right? all meet each it's other so after a while. Oh, man. So you, got, you guys, so basically you decided to put Manscapers together mm-hmm. after having a hell of a lot of good parties and knowing you had the design, yeah. <laughs> you had the design abilities to do it. Um, so when did you go from just making these awesome backyards to kind of be like, Bravo. Hey, maybe we should have a TV show about this. Our friend, a really good friend of mine, um, kind of knew us and our relationship. He knew me, Garrett and Mel and, mm-hmm. um, saw that there was a hole in the market there for TV shows about gardening and then specifically gardening in New York City. It just kind of added another layer. Um, So we pitched it to Bravo only. Which is awesome. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Because you guys are such a perfect fit for Bravo. But like when... It's almost because it is like essentially it's a super high class awesome gardening yeah, show. Exactly, but it's still a gardening show. So part of me thinks you'd be on yeah. like HGTV or something. Well, like that. and that was something that we really weren't interested in. Yeah. Um, if we don't get a second season, then HGTV call me. Um, Which is a new thing with what? all these agent with um, networks picking up shows from, from other, other networks. Net- oh, totally. Like that had never happened before. I now know. they're just like, we'll do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a, what's that show with uh, with Andy Samberg. They like they yeah. were on like Fox and now they're yeah. on NBC. Everyone's just jumping all over. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. It's crazy. Do your thing. Um, so you never know. Um, but yeah, we I mean, no, we love Bravo. I want to stay on Bravo for as long as possible. It's just it, it it's very us. I can't actually yeah. see us anywhere else. And our producers, World of Wonder, they do million dollar listing and RuPaul's Drag Race, and they've done a million shows for Bravo. So we're just very suited for that totally. network. You know, our show is a little different than most Bravo shows because yeah. they've been trying this HGTV style reno format, which is very new. At first, I think the audience was a little like, we're lucky because we premiered a lot later than some of the other home shows. Um, 
But the audience was like, what the fuck? Like, what, you know, what is this? This is not HGTV, bravo. Yeah. But they're catching on. And I hope that it continues on because it is such a, it's, people are refreshed by it. They're like, your show's fun and funny, but like, you're not throwing glasses at each other and not, there's anything wrong with that. I'm the biggest housewife fan in the world. (laughs) Um, I wish our show was a little more like that sometimes. I mean, I've always, you could, yeah. I mean, just just like, just like we throw something at Garrett one day. I I know. I always want to throw shit at both of them. I mean, literally today in our office, I almost did. So (laughs) it's like, it could go a little bit more that way but I think people are, are liking the, the refreshing element of it that it's you know people love these positive shows like Queer Eye and Marie Kondo yeah. and oh. you know all that trust so, me so yeah yeah <laughs> no I, I definitely know it's it exactly <clears throat> it, it because it's well we're living in a world right now that is so negative all the time exactly that you need that just break right? from stuff I got and even me like I I love TV. I'm a huge, I, I watch all TV and I'm a huge reality TV oh, person. Oh, me too. And then I'm realizing that the reality TV I'm watching constantly is way too depressing. And like, I'm like what? Like I'll be watching, I'm in a bad mood all day and I'm just like, man, I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, today's weird. And then my wife will be like, you just watch four episodes of Intervention. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Oh my That's God. Remember the girl sad. used to suck the, the air cleaner? Yeah. She was so crazy. It's, it's not like I would watch that in horror. And like, like, and I'm just I like, I fucking oh, love hoarders. Oh, I'm like, show. God, I love hoarders because it makes you feel so clean. Oh, anytime <laughs> I, my mom started watching hoarders, like when I was, cause it's on, it's like it's 12th season now. Oh, and I just yeah. remember when I was in high school and like hoarders came out and my mom just out of nowhere, she's like, I guess this is, we're, we're doing fine. This house is <laughs> exactly. not gross at all. Like this, we are good. That's how I feel about my 600 pound life. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like, we're doing, we're doing well. I remember my, um, like my wife being worried about like how messy our house was mm-hmm. like when we just moved into like in together and you know we saw boxes everywhere and she's like we just have so much stuff it's so cluttered I was like let me show you a TV show that you're gonna make you <laughs> and we she's watched that's like her favorite show now it's so good it is you just I, I hate when they find like the dead cats though it's they don't just find dead cats they find dead cats like in the freezer oh, and yeah. stuff. And she's like, like, I was saving cat it. Cat juice coming out. <laughs> it's, it's so, so great. All right. Oh, I love Next it. Next topic. <laughs> I know. But it's it's so like that's what I like about it. Well, our show is it. not like that. So let's <laughs> not uh, a single dead cat <laughs> not, on backyard. There is, well, <laughs> well, no, maybe very few. Seen, no, I'm kidding. I know. Animal there were no animals harmed in the filming of Backyard Envy. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so like when, when, before you guys got the show, did, was it like, how, how was for a shitty way of asking, how was business? Like how would, did, so were there a lot of clients? Cause it seems like a, started like five years ago, mm-hmm. six year. this will be our sixth season. So we're going into our sixth season. Um, yeah, that's and, another thing. Since you're doing mostly New York, it must be a pretty seasonal business as oh, well. Oh, hundred percent. Well, you know what? Actually, that's not true. It's seasonal in the outdoor aspect of it, but a big part of our business is in, um, events. Yeah. And so like fashion week, we do a lot of stuff. Totally. Christmas time we do. A, so it actually never dies down. And then we do, you know, event season kind of starts in like September and goes till January until mm-hmm. the holidays. And then January we're planning for spring. So yeah. it, there's really no time. Um, and now with the show, we kind of promote from December to now, you know, so it, we're, you know, there's no break. You, yeah. you know, it's no, no <laughs> getting us together today was like, you know, exactly. Right. We are, we have, this um, was rescheduled five times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just fine. Um, so 
the sh- business was good. I would say it grew exponentially. Like every year it doubled or tripled. Yeah. And then even last year while we were filming before the show was even out, before it was even announced, we did like, I think like a few, almost a couple million dollars worth of business before the show Which even came amazing, out. Yeah. yeah. So this year we're projected to hopefully do several more million. Like, so we'll, um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but the show has definitely helped. We're, our emails are literally jam packed every day. I've Especially never, with the show now, it's because I feel like you guys, what you do is so at least on the show, like with the like New York Gardens and backyards, it's so specific and so nobody specific. does it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, I have this space, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, so we we're very lucky, and we're actually turning away work, which is crazy. But like, I've never been one of these people that has um, the. The mail, like with the num, with that many, like it's oh always, God, you know, know. Uh, the, and we're talking about the the little red the little number. red number <laughs> above your mailbox. I have always had zero. Like, I always I could panic. clear it. I know. I have nine hundred and sixty three because I just can't clear it. So it's a great problem to complain about. Yeah. Um, but it's we're adjusting to it. So if we don't answer your emails right away, I'm sorry. But Mel actually has been amazing she's sort of taken this on as her project like i'm gonna answer every single email every Great. i think it keeps her brain and fingers busy which yeah. she loves um so thank you mel for doing that she literally is like on top of it like immediately oh, yeah. answers every single email as it comes in and when the show airs like you watched a marathon last week we'll get like a hundred emails about of course. new projects all viable ones too so we're kind of turning stuff away which is awesome and and that's i think is a good even though it's you know on the show you're definitely Mm -hmm. saying more american like as a whole friendly budgets than you were it's like one of those things where at least people also have an idea it's not like oh i have eight hundred dollars maybe we can redo stuff they're like you know because i remember i think the first episode i saw in the marathon was they were like we have seventeen thousand dollars and you were just like oh yeah uh, exactly. first off you're not getting everything and they you ended want. up spending like 30. <laughs> exactly they just added extra no of course because you part of your job is to be like okay this is what your budget gets you if you can't come up with other money it gets way better way totally quickly. yeah and that that is that's the biggest part of my job is like yeah. sort of like you just said that um really addressing that to the clients because people are like, I want this. I want a waterfall. I want that. I'm like, girl. Well, that's kind of like the dynamic between like you three is like Garrett is the plant guy Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. Yeah. And like, Mel is obsessed with brooms, which is always (laughs) I'm so glad that you picked up on that. That's really funny. It is funny because it's it's like like, she just loves sweet, but she's so like orderly. So in the winter, it's the emails and the like answering questions. In the summer, it's sweeping. She's such like the good, like (laughs) hyper organized person that you need Mm. in these creative jobs. Because if I, I always need someone like that. If I'm, that's why all of my projects are like half projects because I like got distracted. Halfway. Is your wife really organized? Uh, she thinks she is. Okay. <laughs> like we don't have to she's get into very, that. No, no, no. She is. She's very organized about some stuff, but mm-hmm. I like, I mean, we came very early. We do work on some stuff together, but we're for the, we, we don't work on too many things together. I mean, we work on like our lives and stuff, but as far as like creative projects go, yeah. because we both have 
I don't know. It's interesting with a partner when you're when someone they're like excited about an idea and you're like, now I have to tell you I don't like that idea. <laughs> and I and she's the, like, we realize we're just making each other sad. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> because it's different. You're telling a, like some you know a peer they they're like, yeah, I don't really like that. Let's try something else. But and you're like, you're okay, like, yeah, let's move on. But like when your partner says that, you're kind of like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, what the fuck don't you like about <laughs> it? You're supposed to like everything about me. And it's, but it's no. We I need. Luckily, my manager at IMG is so hyper organized. Who is Josh Stevens? Oh, I don't know. You should. You guys look like you would. Really? Like connects me. You guys should know. You know Emerson Barth? He works there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in London now. But no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old friend too. That's so funny. I know. That's what I. Uh, We know a lot. I know a lot of IMG people. Yeah, because we did Georgia Fowler's roof. Do you know her? I do know Georgia. She's great. I met. She's gorgeous. She is. She is really killing it now. I met her. Like I met so many of like the top IMG people Mm -hmm. when I just started and didn't know who anybody was (laughs) and didn't realize I was meeting people. I remember I went to meet um, the CEO of IMG and and they're like, oh, you have to meet him. Go say hi to him. And I ran up to him and I was like, hi, how are you? And I pushed past this lady. Didn't realize I pushed past her. but Knocked her over. But like almost like like seriously, just kind of pushed past this lady. I'm just like, hey, hey, it's so good to meet you. And he's like, hi. Um, yeah, good to meet you too. And then he turned to the lady I just like bumped into. He goes, have you met Miss Universe? And I was just oh like, my oh God. shit. <laughs> I was like, no, I haven't. And but then, hi. But, but hello. <laughs> I like apologize. I was really. That's so funny. I know. All those fashion parties are about pretending you are somebody. Of course. Now I had like, you have in the, the, now I at least know, like I don't do that anymore. But the first like year I was like, I'm going to pretend I'm more important than I am, which actually worked out weird. I remember like Tyson Beckford coming up to me at a party and like one day, because like I took a picture and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. You look, yeah, it's good seeing you. And I was like, Oh, he, he's never met me, but he yeah. thinks he has. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, he's so a, hot. He is. He still is. <clears throat> I remember he, he like, he, I mean, he was the guy that, Every girl in like my high school and like in middle school Forever. had a poster of. Oh like yeah! Ever. Oh my god! And I remember me being Fast in like, and the Furious. Not only that, me being in like Lily White, Connecticut. It was like one of those things where um, it was like the first like black superstar that a lot of like the young teen girls yeah, had. True. It was. It was. It was like how we knew we were progressing in life. Right. <laughs> it wasn't just the Backstreet Boys anymore. <laughs> Oh man, diversity, um, diversity. So, did Garrett always know about plants, or is that like? Um, he grew up in a landscaping family. Okay, so he kind of has that background, and he's always been very interested in plants. His apartment's always had a lot of plants. Because um, every episode I watched, I learned a new plant. Yeah, I was just like never heard. And of he this really before. is like a little encyclopedia. It's kind of crazy. It's really a passion of his. And you know, it's funny because he he gets pigeonholed in the show to be the plant guy, and I get pigeonholed to be the money guy, and Mel gets pigeonholed to be the contractor. Which you all, I'm sure, room. do everything. We all know exactly. all of the same things, but, but because we it's do TV, have yeah, these strengths, yeah, yeah. and because absolutely. it's TV, they they sort of zero in on you know certain aspects it's of easier for an mm. audience to just be like he's the business guy she's the organizer totally guy. no that because was the hard thing about my role because they're like okay so you're business relations and i was like i'm a designer like we, so we all design yeah um so 
you know, but whatever. You you just have to come to terms with it. It's exactly. television. You're you like, like designer slash CEO slash business relations. It's like, okay, just call me the money guy. That was Fine. one of the first pieces of advice I was given when I was like starting to become public. They're like, you're a model. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm an actor. And I like host like, a podcast no, and I'm a like model. a writer. And they're like, no, take the slashes out. Yeah. <laughs> you're a model. Go with that. They'll be super pumped to find out you do other stuff. Totally. But like just it's too much coming at somebody well, yeah it's time. like jack of all trades master of none sort exactly of thing. so you know keep it simple for the masses definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely helps that out so part of like even though they don't think you're like the plant guy i know a lot of times you get stuck with having to source all of those things oh yeah and i remember um the episode where you were doing i don't Gitano. remember Gitano, Gitano. that's what it was i was like couldn't remember the name of the restaurant and your job was out of nowhere to uh, source like 400 palm yeah. trees. <laughs> We're about to do that project again because it's a se- seasonal restaurant. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year. So we have to, we have to, there's the palm trees are being stored right now. So they'll be brought back and then we have to fill They're in stored? Some. Do they have to like, they replant yeah, You them? know what's so funny? People were like, they, manscapers cut down the palm trees. They killed them. And I was like, no, we didn't. They're literally in storage. So yeah. fuck off. Um, God, we, I mean, let's not even get started on the, the things that people oh. get wrong. And oh, the comments. I would love to. Because okay, we cut. We you can. Know, then. That's my favorite thing is because it's, <laughs> I'm still getting sections, used to it. And it's very, very difficult for me. Comment very. sections are the, like, where the worst human beings Tell me in the like world the go. worst comment you've ever gotten. I mean, I've you gotten a think. lot of them on like the terms of like, you know, you fat piece of shit. I can't I wait till you die of diabetes. <gasps> above. You know, I get a ton of that stuff. Like it's so crazy, which is which is great. I like just recently had a guy who claimed to be a doctor and he goes just like you are not healthy. You have. Oh, my God. You clearly have diabetes. And I guarantee you, you have a heart problem and you're at high risk for cancer. And I just wrote him back. I'm like, we haven't even met, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're t- like. But don't you think I just think sometimes these comments, it's like, obviously, it's hard. I can say it now but it's like a reflection of how they actually feel about themselves like and but it's been hard it's been really hard for me actually really hard i bet no and i bet it brings people up are a lot nasty of, and it probably i mean were you like i was big my whole my whole life, life. Yeah. my whole life same thing yeah. and i've never been small and i don't people, know what that would be like and people don't realize like how much growing up as a bigger person how much internalized trauma oh my, you have no at clue all times. no clue because it's, we grew up it's like you didn't fit in from like the moment you were a child exactly. yeah <laughs> just exactly. forever i think yeah i mean i've yeah. been a big kid since five years since I can remember yeah no I can't exactly. ever remember not being bigger and I feel like those comment section things for I know at least for me it's always just like opening up old wounds that are by no means healed but I'd like put a bandage on them for a while so I've been able to is. like step away because also there's a big difference between being a big kid mm-hmm. and being like a big man yeah people stop saying shit <clears throat> to my face a long time ago that's so true like, that is so true because when we were kids people were like ah fatty fuck I you know, Bubba. totally but then all of a sudden like Tits. like exactly <laughs> then from like tw- you know college like 20 years old onwards people are like ah maybe i don't want to fight him like so they kind of stop you know what i have never thought about this in my whole life until right now yeah 
it's that's what it is. There's this whole disconnect. You like just like <laughs> to, like blew my mind for a minute. It's, there's my this whole disconnect. career has been me like slowly figuring out my own childhood trauma. <laughs> so I I'm know. always. Do you go to therapy? No. Oh, okay. I just, I, well, that's good. Like you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, I mean I I, I, I should go. To, it's yeah. just I just those, started, so I'm like, I oh, think you go to therapy. <laughs> I think for me, it's just one of those things that I in the last. Wait till you get your reality show, then you can go. Oh, to therapy. I'll okay. definitely. Be well, if going. you if you get the sh- if your show works out, you know. Um, go to get a therapist. I think I'm just almost, I'm the opposite. I'm almost like too open. Like I start, my therapists are anyone I talk to. I'll just start telling them like the hardest problems and they're like, all right, cool. Great, yeah. cool, Zach. And usually it's just me working shit out in my head, but I need to say it to a person. Exactly. But no, that's exactly it. It's like, you know, being a big guy, no one said shit to our face in a very long yeah, time about long that. Time. But, and yeah, I mean, people are just in, for me in particular, I think like I've been sort of going through this, you know, with the show and with everything and being in the public eye now, it, you're immediately sh- sort of thrown into it. And I have these partners and they're great, but they're living a very different experience than me. Yeah. And it's caused some tension, actually, like very um, different because, you know, and it's specifically Garrett sometimes. And we talk about this. We've we've had more conversations. We're getting more comfortable speaking about it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't feel uncomfortable talking about it now. But it's something we have to work through because his Instagram, his persona, the way that he's looked at in the gay world, especially there's all these layers and it's like, yeah, he's fond over and, and like, oh my God, great ass Garrett. And then I teach a yoga class on the show being vulnerable and like tight clothes. And I've been a yoga teacher for almost 10 years Yeah, and they're like, never saw a fat yoga teacher in my whole life. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Dude. Like, no, and, and, it- and, and people send you messages like. I don't even try to look at the comments, but people like tag you or they send you messages or like yeah. DMs and you're like, what the fuck? Or on Twitter, like the, the, Twitter's the, Twitter is the Twitter is the Twitter. I actually am very not. I, I do not put any effort into Twitter. Okay, good. I need don't. to get better because don't. of that. The few times I have like talked on Twitter, I've gotten like the most horrendous Twitter is where so like Twitter is like the hoarders of the internet like yeah. it's like where everything happy goes to die it's, it's like so, you can find dead cats yeah people are brutal <laughs> on all the platforms but I feel like Twitter they're the Twitter's most brutal the and I kind of like I now I'm real bad about it I basically just whatever I posted on Instagram I repost to Twitter and that's me upgrading updating my Twitter me, but, but same just because I'm like I can't put any more effort into this than no. that because just don't check it. You'll have when a million I, nasty things. When I have interacted with people, like, no, I've, I've interacted with some very lovely people, but when I've, like, been like, oh, I'm going to try to up my Twitter game, the second I try to, like, say anything or talk to anyone, just the most horrendous, horrendous. egg person, like the little Twitter egg thing comes and just, like, anonymously ta- tells you the most horrible things in your life. It's so painful. It's so weird. And people think that like we're not going to feel it or something like we because we have a blue check mark um, that like you. it's like, excuse me, this is still going to affect me. I'm a human being. That's why on my Instagram, um, it doesn't happen as often on my Instagram, but it still totally happens. I always end up interacting with that person because of that very reason. See, I try Just, really don't and it, you have to take the I stance like in either Instagram one way or I the can, other. But it's usually my line is that I'm like, why are you saying this to a stranger so online? So what do you say? 
You, uh, usually that's that. What you're usually I'm like, why are you saying this to a stranger? And you'll get into a whole thing with these people. I'll go in like in deep because oh I'll just God. be like, hey man, how do you have the time? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Some people like for a long time. Do you in the think beginning, you're educating them? Like, I just want to know the thought process because for me, it just causes more anguish and stress. And it's like, let me just ignore this. I've and- noticed on Instagram versus Twitter, I feel like so in the beginning, well, like I just deleted every comment just because I couldn't interact with it. I wasn't strong enough in like my soul yet <laughs> to yeah. deal with those people. So I didn't. And now as like time's gone on, I try to interact with them just because I know other people get it. So like get the same thing, they especially do. people of size and people and people you and I have, size. that's what it's, that's a nice I little like term. It. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, and I have a blue check mark, but a lot of people who don't, who are just regular just people regular living people. their life, are still yeah. getting these hateful, vile comments. Totally. So I kind of. Oh, that's good, Zach. I so like I try that. to interact with them to kind of, I don't know, give people more of like a blueprint of like how to how interact to, with yeah. people. Because I do. Usually what I say. Well, you are sort of a leader in this, you know. I'm trying. You, you are. And you Thank should you. be. Thank like, you. It's, so I appreciate that. And I am. Um, I'm inspired by you. Seriously. Thank you, James. That's sweet. Yeah, of course. But yeah, no, I try Mm. to tell them and usually I interact with them being like, so normally what happens, the the number one thing they go to is like, oh, you're promoting obesity and you're glorifying (laughs) obesity. And you're like, right, because this was a choice. (laughs) If we all were able to fill out our like survey in the beginning, we all would have picked a six pack and like, I was like, no, a different life. No, exactly. I'm like, this has just happened to be the way I Mm -hmm. turned out and I'm trying to get through life this way. Yeah. And usually you're doing a damn good job. Thank you. And they'll always say something. The people who do comment, always comment on something that has nothing to do with that. Cause I do do very like pro fat, like posts sometimes yeah. or like I'm big and proud, blah, blah. And they don't really comment on those. They're usually just me being like, I'm having a good time today. And then like, I remember I, so I did my first, um, because it would be too obvious for them yes. if they posted on the one where your shirt's off and you're in a outdoor, yeah. uh, runway show. Well, that one, yeah. well that I did that. I was doing a shirt off and yeah. runway show and some guy went out he then deleted all of it. I saved oh, it God. and like reposted so it. So my question is, and you could finish that story in a second, but yeah, yeah. why like people of size, you said that, that's, you know, that's what this podcast is sort of about. Why is it the one thing that it's still okay to attack people about on the internet? No one says can you believe like no no one ends someone's career for calling someone fat no, no one yeah. no one does that no and it's like you cannot say anything about anyone at but all can, anymore you but you can, can totally. call someone fat yeah i and don't it, it's like it boggles my mind it's I so think it's crazy be, so there's a lot of myths about being fat for once for mm-hmm. um the number one thing that people say they're like well you're choosing to be this way and i'm like i'm Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I am choosing to still live and enjoy my life if Mm -hmm. I want, like, because I remember there were, there was a time in my life where I didn't eat and I took a ton of diet pills Mm -hmm. and like abused the shit out of diet pills and had like a thousand calories a day, which at six foot six is crazy. That's insane. And I wasn't happy. I was so sad. And I still thought, even though I was the skinniest I've ever been, I didn't have a six pack. I didn't have anything like that. I was still a, a bigger person. And I just, I remember coming to the point where I'm like, I'm not built for this. I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't feel healthy trying yeah. to get this, this thin, trying to do this. And I kind of started kind of 
checking in with myself and my own body where I'm like, where is my homeostasis mm-hmm. that I still feel active and still feel healthy? It's but so hard like, to find. It is. And I'm still finding it. Of we are. Course. But I just know that for me, it's not depriving myself of everything I love in life in order to yeah. to do this. Because some people genetically are more inclined to be able to have that. I've We all had friends growing up who had they a ripped do. six pack who I'd watch eat 15 McDonald's cheeseburgers. Oh, and I'd be like, isn't this funny? All of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Literally so it's like one, one of those of things where I'm like, we know that. And like I, now, still. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. I'm a huge food person. And yeah. I eat very well. But my <laughs> average diet is like, because my wife is, she's like a Legree, which is like a, a type of Pilates. She's a fucking fitness teacher. Yeah. I'm so, a yoga teacher. Yeah. You're a yoga <laughs> teacher. I eat most of my day is like greens, beans, exactly. and like lean protein. Well, I actually, I just, I start, my cousin is a trainer, Sadie Lifts. I'm just mm-hmm. shouting her out. Hell yeah. I started uh, seeing her. She's been on my ass for like years, like yeah. five years. She's like, you're a yoga teacher. You're so, I know you're fit. I know you're healthy. I know you work out every day. Come see me. Let's get it all working. We'll see what happens to your body. Nothing has to happen to it. Yeah. But come see me and let's see. And so I've been, and I feel great, but she's like, track all your food. I want you to track everything that you eat every single day. Was a hundred percent honest, a hundred percent looking at every single thing. This wasn't a different week or I was eating on average 1400 calories a day. That was like what I eat, which is terrible. It is. I know. And, and that's just the busyness and the the life. And I don't know. And people are like, well, you, you eat a lot. I'm like, no, I actually don't. don't. don't I work out every day. I I remember yoga. I like, I run around New York city. I love plants. And it's just sometimes you're born this way. Sometimes exactly. you look this way. When I um, when intermittent fasting became a big thing, I'm and people explained it, now, it to me, so. I'm like, I was like, I, <laughs> they're like, I was like, what happens? They're like, well, I actually well, like it a lot. I do too, but I was like, I've skipped most of the breakfasts in my life. I'm yeah, already doing same. this <laughs> exactly. Like, so I did it for a little bit, and I was like, this is super easy for me yeah. to do. I already don't have these meals, right? Yeah, same. For me, the whole thing, the only reason I kind of stopped doing it was because I actually like the intermittent I fasting. I feel great. In the, it gives me more energy in the morning. Agreed. It's weird. For me, it was I tried to pair it with the keto, and That's keto hard. works great for a lot of people. N- not me. For me, I just couldn't. I couldn't take it in my mouth anymore. I that know. is so much fat. It's so much fat. It <laughs> so, I, my dad does it. He I just felt lost like a lot of weight. My mouth. I just felt greasy. It was and greasy. Like, I was peeing all the time. Constantly. Constantly. I was like, I cannot pee this much. This is crazy. And. I felt really like sluggish. It didn't give me that energy that everyone else had. I, and I did it for like two months. And everyone's like, like oh, you're me. not doing it right. That's no. the thing for me. I'm you're also, doing dirty keto. Also, <laughs> there's things about it that I that I do not agree with. Again, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like yeah. that. But my issue with keto is I'm like, man, you can't tell me that this watermelon's bad for me. It's a fucking fruit. <laughs> I right? I hate fruit. Like, that was the thing. There were like things that are like, oh, you can't have <laughs> apples. And I'm like, why can't I have apples? Like yeah. this is like it's, it's like you can't convince me that a fruit is bad for me. That's like, so tr- it's so true, right? And like, but like, have as much fucking bacon as you want. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, this is not at first like- keto is very, very like appealing though. You know, you're like I the can first eat bacon week and was great. And I ate yeah. bacon and eggs and steak like every day. I'm like, this is so cool. It, but after a while, you're right. You just feel like disgusting. But I was eating like. 
10 avocados a day. That's and I'm like, mo- this oh. is gross. Like, yeah. I just, I felt <laughs> like, Bleh. but that's the thing. I, what I love about the whole. So you've tried every diet. I've tried it. Me every too. Every I've tried every single fad one. diet that ever every existed. Every single one. My first diet, I think I was like nine years old, probably. Really? Yeah. I was probably like. 11 or 12, yeah. but still like super early, you know, we we're, we were essentially 10 year old boys being just like, Oh, I got to yeah. get on a diet. My <laughs> body's so not up. done growing at I know. all. I know. So let me fuck it up. Exactly. <laughs> and, I know. And it's limit crazy. the amount of nutrition I get at an early age at an, yeah, and like, exactly. see what, and just see where this takes me. But it is, it's one. I love that you said it's the only like group that's still totally cool. It's weird because it boggles my mind. They think it's a choice, which it's not for any of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the choice for me came into I'm going to stop trying to kill myself look to look a certain way. Mm. That's the only choice I ever made. I didn't choose to be a bigger person. Yeah, I just I happened to come out that way, and that was just life. But it's. Also, it's it's so it's still something that society always ingrains in you. It's a terrible thing. Like when I was five years old, I didn't know anything. I didn't even know the capital of the state I was living in. But I knew that skinny was good and fat was bad. No one ever oh, said it to me yeah. directly, but I just knew that that you know. was the, yeah, fat was because terrible. it's ab- it's uh, abnormal and you know the. W- what the body looks like. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's abnormal, but as a child, you, you realize that. No, like, I mean, it, it's, and you're treated differently. Yeah. And it, cause we're not so much of it is like media and television and movies, which and, thank cause God, we like seen. IMG. I know <laughs> that's the it's, thing. I mean, how did a modeling agency not have this before? No, like it's so crazy. So to the me way that IMG here's an even better thing. So the way IMG really started pushing into um, plus size models, and it's doing very well for them. Right? They're, they're, they have they have the biggest plus models in it's the world. Insane. They're killing it. The way they started, they got into it was um, first in Paris. They signed Tara Lynn. Tara Lynn was the first um, plus model signed. To oh, IMG. really? And she's un- I love Tara so much, and she was amazing. Great. But they hadn't Beautiful. had one. You know, they, they, but she was the only one. She was like a token person, and, they and a woman, sure if they which wanted. is, and a woman. That, it's very much more like we got to represent women in this industry. Totally, like the male thing is so male thing new, is very new. But for but the women, and I love what they the paved the way for us is yeah, the whole of, thing. Of course, and of course. Yeah. So what happened was they were actually all. Um, uh, there were a group called All the Women, which was Ashley Graham, Marquita Pring, Julie Henderson, um, Danielle Redmond, and Inga. They all were with, I believe, Ford. I, they'll, they'll correct me on this, but I think it was Ford who um, they were all working. They're all working well. They're all making good money. And Ford came to them one day and said, hey, we're uh, folding the board. No. We're getting rid of all plus women. And they just did. And they just got rid of everybody. Fuck Ford. <laughs> and so they, what they did is they banded together and they were like, all right, listen, because not only that, they all still had jobs on the books. They were kicked off, but they're like, who's going to manage my money? I still have, you know, two months worth of jobs on the books that you guys got for me. And Why? now they're just holding Why off Why would they close a chapter of their business that was doing well? It doesn't Nobody even Nobody knows. It was just this weird thing. Wow. They said they wanted to be more of a boutique agency, but who knows? And so Ford is not fat friendly. I mean, maybe they are now. I have no idea, but they weren't then. 
And so what happens is these women went around and they, and they like together, they're like, all right, we're going to band together. We're going to tell agencies they have to take all of us or none of us. We're just going to stick together and mm-hmm. we're going to make a good argument. We're going to show them how much money we make. And this is the money you can have. And they met with IMG models and just right away, IMG's like, yeah, we're ready for the, like, you guys are all amazing. Let's take this step. Ashley's like literally the most famous person on planet Earth. Ashley's unbelievably successful. I saw her at Soho House and I was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. She is. shocking. She is. She's one of those people. You're like, that is a celebrity. Every now and then (laughs) you meet people like in person and you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You are real. Totally. Which is also back to like when we were talking about how people can be totally mean to people online. Mm -hmm. I think when they see that blue check mark, they're like, oh, that person's a celebrity. It's not a real human being. Exactly. And you're just like, I could talk shit to them. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not like you're talking shit about me on like a comment section of the New York Times. Yeah. I get a notification on my phone (laughs) directly to my phone that you're telling me I'm a piece of shit. And I think people (laughs) think that we're not going to see it. Like I I see every single DM that I get. Yeah. So like every random dick pic, I've seen it. All right. I'm so (laughs) glad you also get those. Oh, you probably get a lot. I get a ton. You do? Oh, send them my way. I remember one time I got, um, because I always show my wife them because I think it's funny. And one time, um, but I started showing my wife them. I get videos. I've had never, I don't think I've gotten a video. I just get pictures. I'm like, I don't want this. I get, I had a woman who sent a nude photo to my DM. Oh, you get girls? I like like two. Oh, okay. That's the thing. I've never got a girl before. No, so I got like one and I like laughed about it and I showed my wife and she was like upset because this was early on and I was just like, you know, it's going to make you feel better. And I go to that, like the spam folder of the DM the and I'm yeah, like, let yeah. me go to the message request and I'm just like, here's a bunch of dicks and butts yeah. that, <laughs> that I also got. If that makes you feel better. That's I have really way funny. more of these. Oh like, my God. I'll get one of those. I don't get them too often anymore, but I still get like, you know, once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. Hey, that's hey, fun. Well, that's a nice but I've dick. gotten like two women ever. That's br- like, I've never got. I mean, I'm so like out on our show. I don't think anyone would ever send me t- pick hey, t- tit pics. It's 2019. Know. Who knows? Yeah, like, that's true. I'm open to it. Yeah, why not? It's fun to get them. Like I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I, it's every dick pic I get, I giggle. I'll be like, huh, cool. <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> it's really bad. It's so bad. It's great for my ego, but it's like totally. bad for everything else. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Hmm, all right, another dick, another, another dick. day, another thing to to check off. But um, no, IMG has been so good. So after they signed all them. Uh, like Ashley and Marquita and Julie and all of them, they went on to just kill the game and take over. And then slowly I kind of weaseled my way in. I had like the, the uh, Chubster. Chubster helped me out. The president of IMG, uh, Ivan Bart, you know, just sent me a DM on Instagram one day. And he's like, hey, let's meet. Like, 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 you know, I like what you're doing. Let's talk. And I like wasn't sure and I like looked and saw who it was and I'm like this is a fake account sure you're the president of IMG models (laughs) and then I looked into it I was like oh shit no he is and he he was super cool I mean he's so he's so amazing I owe so much to that what's what's his name again Ivan Bart Ivan Bart he's unbelievable and he his main mission with IMG has been to push like diversity inclusion and evolution that's why IMG is so much before it was so 
necessary. Like it's, it's necessary. always been necessary, but like now you well, have it, to. It's necessary because Ivan made it necessary. Yeah, he was wow. he took he's like, we're the number one Good modeling agency in the world, and this is what we're doing. Which was so interesting for me is because I oh, come so from they like followed suit. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And what's so funny is like I come came from like an acting background mm-hmm. and I was getting nothing because like I was doing a lot of children's theater, but besides that you, I was getting you nothing. You had to play with a dinosaur. I did. I did. <laughs> At Six Flags. <laughs> but besides that, I wasn't getting anything because I was, I was always told you're I'm way too big to be a lead and I'm way what you, too. Like too tall or too just too, large? They would say big. They're like large. Yeah. I think it was a combination of that. And I mean, most actors are like five foot. No, right? so it was that, and then I wasn't big enough to be the funny fat guy. So like every casting director in New York told me that oh I either God. had to l- lose seventy pounds or gain seventy pounds, <laughs> and I could choose. I'm big enough one. to be the funny fat guy <laughs> on my show, <laughs> and it was like it's so weird. So it's funny that it's like coming from acting, especially like coming from a theater background where it's supposed to be so like bohemian and inclusive and cool that I found acceptance in fucking fashion is where that is honestly a really unbelievable story yeah that's amazing and it's funny that i'm like the most stereotypical like material and shallow industry is who made like the first strives to like be inclusive it's weird i never thought you're like actually you're kind of educating me so much on all this stuff that it's just a very different world than than mine, you yeah. know, like, and it's, 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 but it, at the same time, it's not, it's not at all. Know, exactly. Like, we know exactly. All it's a very different world. Do you know this person? Yes, I do. Um, uh, I think it's just like being a creative in New York in general. We totally. all like, no matter what industry you're in, we all kind of like flock together. I love it. Like, I love it. It's like, Oh, you want to do something with your life. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like, and you must've felt like the same way growing up. I'm not knocking anyone who goes to an office and works every day. If that's what you're comfortable with doing, good. But there's something about New York that I love so much that most of the people who came here came here with like creative ideas and creative energy. So we're all like, everyone's like so fired up all Mm -hmm. the time because it's like, I can't, I can't just sit here and do nothing. I need to do, I need to create anything. My dad is a business owner and he's very creative. He's an artist and designer and he, t- he, they, my parents were like, you have to go to design school. Like, that's what you need to do. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah. And, uh, it pushed me and he's always been an entrepreneur. So I've kind of seen, you know, us go from rich to poor to poor to rich, like, oh, and it doesn't really scare me. Yeah. You know, so starting a business was, I don't know. I grew up around it. It was like, okay, start a business. Isn't that what you do? Yeah, um, no, exactly. <laughs> so he's given me a lot of acumen, which, which is, is really so great. lucky that you had like that in your head growing yeah. up because like so many people, they just like, no, I have to go get a job and then I have to try to stay at that job for 50 years. So many parents like, are like, you, you're, you're not going to get a job. Like you need to go work, go yeah. work for the man. And my parents were like, don't, don't do that. I was super <laughs> lucky. I did the same with my really? parents. That's like, my what parent, do they do? My dad is, they're both like, more like business people. My really? dad is a works for a medical supply manufacturer. Okay. So you have like regular jobs. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Regular ish. So my dad always wanted to be, 
he didn't know he wanted to design also, but he was more like technical design. So okay. what happens is, so he's like a draftsman and he like, oh, works. Nice. he helped like design medical tools and stuff. Oh, very so he's cool. still, so, so like it's funny, an industrial design. Yes. So he still very much had that like creative design mm-hmm. mind, but like funneled into corporate America. Yes. So he was the one that like made the corporate part possible by going into it. And then my mother, um, works, uh, at a hospital. She was, um, a ER um, admittance person. So her job was just to deal with that bleeding, really, screaming people. Really adults. She used to have to do the craziest things where mm. her job was to, as somebody's like bleeding out on a table, she's like running next to them and being no. like, so what, what kind of insurance do you have? It's just like, like the things like she has, lady? <laughs> it is so weird. It's the reason because her work into the ER is the reason I was like never allowed to ride a motorcycle or anything like that. She goes, always wear a helmet. She's like, nope, you can't do any of that stuff because this is what I saw last night. And I was like, Oh, okay, God. cool. I won't do that. That's but so crazy. I was very lucky that they both loved theater, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they loved theater. Like, growing up, I remember listening to, like, the Phantom of the Opera Same. soundtrack oh God, and the Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack. So both my mom and my dad loved it. Love it, yeah. So because of that, when we wanted to do musicals, me and my sister, and my brother did it for a short amount of time, but now he doesn't. But me and my sister, you know, majored in, like, musical theater. He mm-hmm. loved, they loved it. They think it was so cool. Because they get to do stuff. They get to go watch plays. It's way better than watching a soccer game. So (laughs) we're very lucky that we had, you know, parents that let us do what we want. I think it's so important. I feel like, and I I know, I I never discount in my head, I'm like, how lucky I am to have supportive parents. Because so many of my friends, even creative friends, they're like, yeah, I don't talk to my family. They don't, they hate this. And I'm just like, mine... I don't know, believed in me for some weird reason. And, and I'm now a I'm a male model. And now I'm a male model. <laughs> they would not have believed How me. many male model jokes do you get, like... Constantly. On, like, it's, it's just a Zoolander. I say it You myself. live in Zoolander. Anytime, like, in my group of friends, anytime I say something stupid, there's always, like, a pause, and one person will be like, fucking models. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I know. Did you ever think you would, be like... Like, I never thought I would no. land... I never, in a million years, thought I would be a landscape designer... On yeah. Bravo. <laughs> like, That's the thing. Landscape you know, you designer slash reality brawn star. Plus the oh, brawn model. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, that term is like, new. I mean, it just. We made it up. They're both. It is, <laughs> no, it's literally <laughs> saying it's such a ridiculous. And we're talking about being creative in New York. Okay. So people listen, be supportive parents. You yeah. never know where your children are going to end up. They can be they can Bravo be landscape anything. designers or brawn models. And that's what I tell them. Like if I could like talk to any kid I'm just like the job you're gonna do in the future probably hasn't been invented yet so True. don't worry about it because you don't have to be a doctor are you gonna lawyer. have kids you guys like, uh, we've, we'd like to one right? day you know we'll see how, how old are you 30 well oh, I always really? say that I'm skipping forward to 30 I'm 29 but okay. I'll be 30 in June okay but like all you've been married for f- almost five years all my friends like my wife's 35 so like all okay. my friends are older than me all, and yeah, I always yeah. just like skip ahead to like all my friends are older than me I'm thir- I'll be 31 next week and now same. I it's, think that's another big guy thing. We always it? have hung out with I've, every my big guy I know. All their friends life. are always older. My whole well, life. Yeah. Same. Maybe because we're bigger. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's, People it's have be- always thought I'm much older than I am. Well, it's because I know it's because the kid, it's always like around middle school. Because in middle school, like we grew into like man bodies way before I hit everyone puberty else at like fifth grade. Same. Sixth grade. It was like, I was like, really? Same. This is happening. Yeah. In middle school, I was, I was, I was like, I was and I didn't get foot. skinny like this. 
said I would. I know. <laughs> I that's at, another lie. I was like, it nev- you'll thin out. That's you'll, another lie. All you'll, you'll thin out. All big kids you'll like, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, you're going through your chubby stage. Yeah, you'll yeah. thin out. You'll thin no, out. You won't. Never. No, never happen. I remember my mom used to be like, well, you want to get thin now because when you're an adult, you know, it's much harder. And, and I think about that. All the time, I'm like, it's it's ingrained in yeah. my brain. I mean, it's it is so harder. weird. There's it is no harder. It's, it's much harder. To lose I have noticed a difference just from like 28 to 31. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, but I always have to check in myself. <clears throat> like now, I tell everyone, it's like, yeah, I still work out, but never to lose. Losing weight is not ever. No, it's a not factor. to gain weight. <laughs> it's not to gain <laughs> weight. It's to not. It's yeah. It's to not gain to weight, not gain weight, and yeah. it's also to like just feel better. Now I never same, go. I never. Same, I'm like, same. oh, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm always just like, no. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't, still didn't step on a scale because of you're always course. like a little curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad about it too. I'm just like, oh, I ate. I only ate carrots yesterday. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> like, it's it's. I for so long I did not. It's want a, a number. Scale in same the house. thing the trainer told Sadie, my trainer, she said it's just a number. It's a number, but I remember it's a scary number. I remember I the know, first it is time. Scary. I remember the first time I saw three hundred on a scale, and I was mm. just like, "Holy shit, I'm the worst person." I know. And then I'm like, "No, you're fucking. You're six foot six. You're giant, yeah, I know, dude. You're it's gi- totally you're, fine." Yeah. And then like I that's so that's like where I live. I like teeter. Because that's another thing with big guys. Our weight also fluctuates for no fucking reason. Oh my god! Just from crazy. season to season. From well, from this winter is when to I summer. start to lose weight. It's yeah. the weirdest. Mm-hmm. I'm like a bear. I mean, no. people like I am. I am a bear. You are a bear. I am a bear, and I get called a bear every day of my life. And I am a bear, but like I really am like a bear. Like yeah, I, and it's always around my birthday, which is next week. Like mm-hmm. I said, I start Happy to birthday. shed weight, and then in. September, October, it's like fat all of a sudden. No. I'm like, what the fuck? Because it is. It's, it's like, so weird. I think that the bear is the best term. It's like my body is, gets ready for hibernation. I weigh 20 pounds more in the winter than I do in the summer. Same. Easily. And it's just like. Not from doing well, anything from different. Nothing different. Just from existing. From 1,400 calories a day. I know. And it's just. Uh, and the occasional three three to five thousand yeah on the weekend those are good days (laughs) yeah exactly i know it's it's (laughs) it's just life as a big person i know and you're really kind of i don't have a lot of friends like me and it's kind of difficult sometimes like i don't really think about it but now that i'm talking to you about this stuff it's kind of opening up some weird things because it's a comfort level that i like but there's something happening right now that i'm experiencing that is just i feel very related to you yeah well it's because as big people we all have such shared experiences it's weird but we also never really talked about it well that's the thing we've also been told we also like went our whole lives never discussing it because it was always a point of shame we always had to keep quiet still i mean daily working through it even though my whole life my whole career career is to try to get people to feel better about their bodies and I still can have like I'll have a troll comment tomorrow and I'll be like oh I'm I'm five years old again and my I'm the I, worst like recently it's the same thing I've been I've been feeling good actually about myself and I'm like yeah oh, I'm good I look good I feel good one fucking comment I cannot get it out of my head I can't I have to share what it was it was this article me and Garrett were talking about with this queer thing because there's a the gay thing too so it's a, that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast. Oh by yeah. The way. No, <laughs> like listen, this I, is have, a, I have another, you know, so many big friends in the gay community and yeah. they said the same, like one of them, um, uh, my good friend, Troy Solomon, 
his his handle is a, a bear named Troy, <laughs> and he's in L.A. And his you might know him. I was going to say as we talk, thought, you actually might like, know him. Uh, let me talk about DMs. Exactly. <laughs> no, but he's amazing. And him, he and a couple other people did a whole thing with Grinder. Um, they did a campaign called Kinder, where it was literally like that. trying to make people on Grinder stop being shitty to each other. Because I didn't so realize shitty. this dynamic. Oh, you have no of, idea. Like no fats, no femmes, no, and you're just like what? What? No why? fats, no femmes, no Asians. There's a, you know, what? um, what's her name? I didn't know that Asians uh, was that. No, Kim, Kim Chi. She's from RuPaul's. Now we're getting gay. Yeah. Kim Chi from RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a common thing. No fats, no femmes, no Asians. And she oh did this song. God. No fats, no femmes, no Asians. Very funny. Um, oh my God. Shout and out to is. your gay listeners. <laughs> I mean, it's the same in the straight community. I luckily, I mean, but it's, but it's a different dynamic because yeah. in the gay community, you're supposed to be so accepting and so open and you all no, came my from god it's a thousand times worse than so the straight community much, a it's thousand nuts. times worse i mean like i was said this this comment I, I just have to share what it was of course it was about we were talking about getting hit on in the new fame or whatever and the you know all that bullshit and uh, i was like yeah people send dms or whatever and then the first comment i didn't even go to the comment section i just was finishing the article it was like would someone really hit on that big guy though? And I'm like, what? Oh, I know. And, and, the and then there is, was three hundred, not three hundred. There's probably ten people that defended me, so I did like that. Yes. They're like, he's handsome, he's great. But I was yeah. like, really? It, like it, you can't see. And at the worst all? part is that's not even <laughs> that person probably didn't even think it was insulting. They weren't like, oh, I didn't call him a fat fuck. And yeah, blah, blah, exactly. Blah. It's those comments that hit you like in your. That heart. to me was the number one. Worst one because it was a double whammy. It was like the gay and the fat thing yeah. in one. And I have been vulnerable in the article, and the interview was actually terrible. It really opened up a lot of weird mm. things. So I was very sensitive about it. And then it was just like, but who would really hit on him? And it's like, keep that. Why do you need to say that? I know. Like, who, who says that about someone? It's so weird. Everybody's attracted to something different. If you can't understand that, then you have a lot of you living live a to terrible do. Terrible life. That's the thing. Yeah. It's important to remember that all these people saying this have the saddest lives I know. and are so damaged I themselves know. and so like mindful. But I can only think about myself. It. I know. <laughs> no, but it's true. But you do. You do the whole thing where you're just like it. But it's. It doesn't matter how mind fucked they are. I know. They still said something that hurt you. Right? It's Like I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't want to sympathize with the person who just made your day worse. You don't. You don't oh, ever just want to oh, be I would like. Never. I, would, I know. I, I am not. I'm not there yet. But if I could ever get there, then for that's me, zen. it's like I've learned to be like, this is why this person acts this way. However, a lot of other people has gone through exactly what this guy has gone through and aren't pieces of shit. So I think I'm. I don't give a shit if he's had a tough life. Right. We've all had tough lives. Yeah. And we still do not insult strangers. Like for fun. I, I just can't imagine even ever commenting anything negative. Like it's just such a weird. It's just such a weird trend. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. Well, it's because they feel anonymous, and that's the big thing. And I and it's when when you like when we're little kids and you like you know they'd yell things about you. It's almost the same thing. Like because when you're a little kid, I'm like you don't even know who you are as a little kid. Mm -hmm. I can call you whatever I want because you know you're you're not going to my middle school. I'll just be a dick. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same as they won't do it face to face, and that's why it hurts people like you and me. No one said anything to us face to face in a long time. For a long time. So the fact that they're now doing it, it's the same. They're doing it behind. It's almost like road rage. 
I say things in the car when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I would never say to another human being. Oh yeah, oh, it's totally. almost like permanent road <laughs> oh, rage. It's yeah. like people on the internet. I'm like, I'm not gonna see them. I don't have to ever worry about this person putting their hands on yeah. me. So I'm gonna destroy them. Like I'm yeah. just gonna be horrible to them. And I've said horrible things about people behind the wheel of my car of with course. the windows up. But yeah. it's like. It, but people feel like they have that same feeling of anonymity, and they don't. But you don't because I, I literally on receive here. it. Yeah, I receive it, and I click. And I know I find, what your dog looks like. Okay. Yeah, I know what your dog looks like. I know that your mom is having a hard time with oh. the divorce, and we're going to talk about like. So I understand why you're oh sad, but I still I'm a little glad it happened to you. That's no. really funny. <laughs> it's bad. This has been awesome, this and is so fun. I think we need to do this again. Just I would love to do it again. This was we we I feel like we're just scratching time. the surface. But I know. We like. We'll find time. I don't know when, just because we're running out of time now. You know, I have an office. You can come to my office. Hell yeah. Let's do this again. <laughs> this was too good. We can hit on like all the other things. This that was Beck part one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I really have to, I have to thank you though, because it's opening up uh, like a little thing in my brain that I haven't really, it's scratching the surface of something that I'm just now sort of dealing with yeah. in my life. And, no. uh, I'm just dealing with it myself. And, you know, I decided to tell the New York Times it was something that I wanted to deal with, which is like, you know, not necessarily the order of operations. Like, let me get a reality show, um, expose myself to the world, talk about the fact that I want to talk about body issues to the New York Times. And expose my insecurities. Exactly. And then, yeah. I'm not going to build it up. I'm going to set myself up for the heart. It's like, well, it's like baptism by fire. You're like, I'm just Mm. diving into this. Yeah. You know what, though? I will say, you know, before we finish or whatever, I, in my brain, it was an insecurity that I had and in my body. And I was like, let me get ahead of this because people are going to say stuff. And I feel like it's to me, that was what I wanted to do. Totally. And it was like, let me address it before anyone else does. It's like the same way as a as a larger person, you'll be the first one to make a fat joke about yourself Mm -hmm. so that somebody else does it. And it's like which in the next episode, you and I are going to talk about. We should. Because I think that I I, that was a a personal revelation of mine recently where I realized all my self-deprecating humor was not protecting me and was ruining my really? own thoughts really? of myself. I thought, really? Because you do it thinking you're protecting yourself. Really? And reality, all I was doing was like, I made my own personal mantra that I was fat and I was not good enough. And you don't think it's all subconscious. Oh my God, you don't you're realize me it. chills. Because you're just like, wow, I just spent the last 15 years of my life telling myself I was terrible because I was fat. And then you're like, and, but you're, you know, because you're trying to make a joke, you're trying to be relatable and you're trying to make other people around you mm-hmm. comfortable. When in reality, all you're doing is sacrificing yeah, yourself. I know. I don't. Oh, that's why. Wait, that's why let's, I let's get part two. Yeah, Save that's it. why. That's why I really. That's one of the many things I would love to talk to you would about. Would love again. to. Um, everyone, please uh, go check out Backyard Envy. Uh, you can see it. It's on Bravo TV, but it's also yeah. on the Hulu, Hulu, iTunes, iTunes, Amazon. All, all hey, you around the world, yeah. which is you know everywhere in the world. You can stream all episodes now. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. The whole like, season. I was last like, I'm pretty week. sure that's. What it I know. would that literally your... be on right now, Thursday night. Yeah. Um, the season finale. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> the season. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to release this two weeks later, so Perfect. we'll definitely be able to yes, go see this. Yes, you can stream 
all episodes now, Backyard Envy. Yes, please. That is so fun. Please follow uh, Backyard Envy on the socials, you which can I just don't follow remember, me. but no, also follow it's, James uh, DeSantis. James underscore DeSantis. There's a blue check mark. You'll find me. Exactly. Um, James <laughs> underscore DeSantis. And then you guys also have, you'll, there's yeah, a link Backyard to Envy, James. official Manscapers NY, all the things. Follow everything, but follow James yes. first and then follow the Exactly. You'll find it all. This was so, so fun. This was so great, So, Zach. so, so you're, fun. You're killing it. Awesome. Like, and well, you're an inspiration to me, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, in the next couple months, we're going to do a part two. Because I would love to. to. Happen. I would love to. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you then. Thank you so much. Bye. guy we weren't nowhere near done with this conversation but we both had places to be so there's going to be a follow-up james thank you for being on the show everyone please follow james at james underscore desantis d-e-s-a-n-t-i-s on all of the social medias follow manscapers new york follow backyard envy's official uh, Instagram account and just keep up with them. They're great guys, but don't worry. You're going to be hearing from James again, guys. I love you so much. Please follow us on all the social medias at Zach Miko, Z A C H M I K O. I love you all so much. I will see you next week. And until then, remember to go out in the world and do big things. Ba-da-ba.